I am Krypton. But we are Maniac for Brainiac. Oh, yeah. You snuck that one in there. What's happening, everybody? Ooh, we got a creepy one right here. I'm telling you, folks, when it comes to all the AI talk, the chat GPT, this is where, it's, this is where we might be headed. We might be headed to something like this. So, you know, let's be wary out there, okay? Save us, smart people out there. Come on. because we you, don't Yo, want you brainiacs out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I liked it. I like it. All you brainiacs out there. Prevent an actual brainiac because this guy, he's, yeah. He consumes knowledge, doesn't really care if you live. Well, All right. And I'm going to get a start before you get started with greeting people. Fun okay. fact. Okay. This character is the origin of the word brainiac. Is it really? According to the Oxford English Dictionary, which, of course, you know I would have a copy of. Of course. You know, because the Oxford English Dictionary does uh, talk about the first time the word was ever mentioned in the English language. Brainiac, the character from Superman comics, is listed in the in the OED as the origin for the term Brainiac. Wow. I would have thought that somebody coined that phrase way back when and then no. they just kind of used it. Man. So this. Wow. So this character created when people just say, like, OK, Brainiac. That's pretty crazy. This is the first. This was the first appearance of that word in print. That's awesome. See, this is why you watch. This is why you tune in, folks. But yes, welcome to DC Fanimated, uh, the DC Fanimated stream. Of course, Dave, the film junkie. And of course, we got Mr. Scott McClellan. Uh, we started a little bit later. Sorry about that. But hey, it happens. It was it was it was me. It was me. Um, we were actually just discussing it beforehand. Uh, both Dave and I are going to the early access fan screenings of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. But my wife discovered she'd only watched the first two Mission Impossible movies. So we've been... We've been marathoning, so tonight was Fallout. Nice, because we're I seeing it tomorrow. It. We're seeing Dead Reckoning tomorrow. Yeah. So it's kind of like has she uh, been liking it. Has she been liking the whole series? She is. She has a very interesting choice for favorite. I have to admit. Which one? Ghost Protocol. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, you know, when it came to like going from, I mean, let's face it, the first three are just all over the place when you see like the tone and the different directors. And then, of course, even the uh, fourth one, because yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. still uh, Brad Bird. Yeah, but exactly. it was leading into, I guess, where you could say where we're at now. It's more I think it more aligns with. Uh, the recent ones than the previous three to be. I think it was that bridge. It was definitely that bridge, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, dead reckoning tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, let's say hi to some people. we got Lawrence right here. we got blue beetle battalion in the house. Okay, cool. Darkness iconic line from yes, I am Krypton. There we go. We got mama film junkie here. Good to see you, mom. And we got Tony movie Chappadina and Neil Blomkamp fan rewatch from uh, fantastic four. Okay. Cool. Brainiac's the best. Yeah, I'm, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Uh, marathon. But, uh, Scott should have had a Tom Cruise Paramount Marathon. I kind of um, did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of is that. So, Corey Burton, yeah. He That's really is a great yeah. brain. I, yeah. Even though I will say, Corey Burton, great Brainiac, but y'all, don't sleep on Krypton. Mm. You know, if you've not watched Crypt, the two seasons of Krypton, who that Brainiac, it it run for the money i will not lie i mean i haven't i still have not uh watched it yet but just the clips i saw and just when you when you talk about a live action brainiac holy shit that <laughs> yes whoa whoa but i before we get fully started um 
since we we did talk about it on the Vox stream and since you didn't make it, your thoughts on since we're talking about animated Superman on my adventures of Superman. It's cute. Yeah. It, it, it's a really it cute show. It, it, it's so cute. My seven year old is all in. Like yeah. he was the one who I watched it with um, all the boys, but he was the one who asked to watch it again mm. this, the next day. Of course, it was kind of funny for me because the second there was there was some I had fun with the Easter eggs, the references, and there be even even Easter eggs references I didn't even know were there because I had three boys climbing over me while I was watching it the first time. Like I, I totally missed the fact that they kept on calling that woman Leslie the entire time because I just looked at her power set and I was like, oh, it's like Livewire, and then I go, <laughs> oh, it really is Livewire. Yeah. Okay, like uh, yeah, yeah, it just kind of led to there. Cool, I know. I, I said that too. I was like, you know, I thought, yeah, it's it's a. I said, I think when I did my review, I said, well, that was adorable, you know, because it 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 is that, and it's there's a lot of cool little fresh takes in there, and the main sensibility of it actually. Yeah, it, it, you know it, what? It, it grabbed me enough. Yeah. Yeah, it grabbed me enough to be like, all right, I want to see where this goes because I was liking the buildup to him getting the costume and the way that he did. And yeah, I'm not a big anime fan, and I I, I get that it, it it the animation style is very anime, and even when he finally does get his costume, it is just like people were like, oh, it's total Sailor Moon. And I'm like, all right, you know, I've, I I get it, I've seen clips, but yeah, I, but I you know I dug it. I dig I like the dynamic of Clark, Lois, and Jimmy. I think it's just going to be something fun that's like yeah. my kid, particularly my seven year old. Declan's yeah. going to, Declan obviously is in on this. And I'm sorry, when you end in that creepy room with who I did not realize until I watched the credits was Slade Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't either. <laughs> because they never call him by name, no. like in the episode. And but he's got he, that hair that's like you don't you don't really see it as. Slade. But, but when you realize, when you realize, you go, oh, the hair's white. Yeah. And it's covering his eye mm-hmm. like it's an eye patch. And then and he's got the he's got the colors. He's got costume. the colors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all the things that you, once you go, oh, that's Slade Wilson. And then you. Start, <laughs> but still, when he's when you name drops Task Force X and Amanda Waller standing behind him in that final scene, I'm just like, all right. But like, I have to admit that last scene kind of made me go. OK. Yeah, okay. it's almost like they're kind of leading you to believe that, you know, uh, but if, if you haven't watched any of the reports about the creator saying that he's holding off on Lex Luthor, if you would, I mean, if you didn't hear about that, you probably would have thought, oh, there's got to be Lex involved with this, right? This is who this maybe this mystery character might end up being or something like that, or who she's talking to. And then but then, of course, she meets up with this. I don't know. I that's the way I kind of looked at it. And I kind of like, I like that, but then it kind of just threw a curveball, and everybody's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but it's going to be a good show, I think. And when I kind of was reading up and they've already kind of announced characters who are going to be showing up later on in the season. Oh, uh, do you want to hear some of the names? Nah. Okay. We'll keep, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it like that. But All I right. think, I think it's kind of cool though, that we're talking about Superman the animated series from the nineties. And then we have this new animated series. And I was just like, as I was watching that, I was just kind of going, oh, this is pretty cool. It's like, because just because of what we're doing now, I mean, we just talked, I mean, we started, I mean, about oh, you know, four weeks, eight weeks ago, I guess you could say, but at the same time, it's just kind of cool to like that. We're doing this while that is beginning. It's just a fresh take for now, as opposed to, and then, um, you know, just the way that um, 
Uh, where was I going with this? I had a thought and it just totally left my brain. Maybe it'll come back later. But I, I just like the fact that we're like kind of like doing a parallel. We got a new era. Right? Yeah, new yeah. era with all new kids. Like your kids are enjoying this, and we enjoyed this this animated series when we were kids. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of wondering when is when is Braniac going to show in that up and down? Ooh, that I, I would be really kind of interested to see an anime inspired version of Braniac. That would be kind of cool, and it's kind of cool too because we have like. We have robots, we have Brainiac, you know, drones, robots that Superman fights in this episode. He, you know, in that first episode of My Adventures, he fights robots and stuff, which, uh, you know, I think it was Rebecca on the Vodka stream that said, like, it almost was like a callback to the Flesher. Uh, I had someone else in my, yeah. I think it was Edward of many fandoms felt like it was an homage to the, to that first Fleischer short. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even like put that together. I'm like, Oh yeah, that does. Yeah. Maybe they were doing like a little homage to that. So that's cool. But yeah, we're talking Brainiac here. Obviously the last time um, we've heard anything from Brainiac was at the, um, it was the last, it was the, uh, my printer just made noise. Brainiac's taking over, guys. That's always <laughs> creepy when your printer just decides to make like a, a little noise. Oof, right there. AI is taking over. No, but um, the last time we saw him was at the uh, part part three of last the, 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 yeah. he, he was the stinger yeah. at the end yeah. of part Thing. three. So, yeah. Yeah, where he wiped out those aliens, which was pretty dark. And and then of course we just go, all right, well. We'll see what happens. When is he going to be coming back? And sure enough, he's coming back right here. And it's um, the way that this starts off with all these trucks like going up. Truck, Did you, you get know, like going up close encounter the third yes. time? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't the only one there. All no, right. No. Yeah. Totally that because it's like all right, you know, and especially knowing what this is all, what this episode is going to be all about, and you see like, a, you're on top of you know, you're going uphill, and you're on top of like this cliff. And obviously there's like just military presence. There's all kinds of things that are happening. You got Lex Luthor chop choppering in. You got Jimmy and of course Lois there when, you know, they I don't know how they got there, but they they're there. <laughs> well, because they're just being, you know, obviously Lois had a lead. And so they totally snuck in. They're wearing Lex Corp, you know, jumpsuits yeah. and yeah, ready to go. So yeah, you just gotta, you know, figure out how yeah, but it, it's Lois Lane. So um, but uh yeah, so definitely something is coming because yeah, we got Luther chop chop uh choppers in, and then of course this like you know, the clouds kind of just form like this opening and then like a vacuum starts happening, pretty creepy stuff, and then all of a sudden like his ship just just appears, and yeah, we get the uh the brainiac, I mean ship of the animated series. I always think about like uh, the, um, the Superman lives like skull ship. Well, the skull ship is actually, uh, is a thing that I've seen multiple times, like even yeah. in the comics. So it's yeah, but, but I just like, I'm since I watched that recently and I know that there's actual, like remember like in the, in the documentary, it actually exists like a, a, a an a actual model. model of it. Yeah. That, that John Peters has, of course, but uh, I just I, I just always loved that design. And well, all those designs, you know, speaking of trying to do a live action Brainiac, my God, those designs for that Brainiac and having like the spider body and all that mm, just so creepy. This one, not so much. It's all robotic. And uh, the eyes, the yeah. eyes are creepy. They are. They are creepy. Yeah, I know. I, it's interesting, though, that 
we know it's Brainiac because we're watching. I'm kind of, I, I would be curious to go back and watch this episode for the first time because when you see his body, really it's the three dots on his head that's, has yeah. got to be like the giveaway because otherwise you're almost like Superman in this episode where you don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, and then even with, I mean, it's brainy. It's an artificial intelligence. It just could be some just being a robot that he just sends down there. But yeah, I think they wanted to give like uh, the design, the animation design for Brainiac. Yes, the eyes are creepy. You could kind of, you could see it right above like your right shoulder with the, the thumbnail. And the, I think they wanted to make sure they give the indication with the three dots. But yeah, you could see those freaking eyes, man. And they're just. I, I think it's also interesting because Jimmy even says, who's the green guy? Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, you know, traditionally Brainiac is green in in the comics and they went with a much subtler like it's not a green green it's kind of no. a it's more of a teal uh for him so i thought it was an interesting coloring choice in the character design to hint at the green without it being almost like the puke green that you're used to seeing brainiac <laughs> traditionally in the comics whether it's a a, a robotic brainiac or if it's the milton fine version of brainiac because once again brainiac is one of those characters who has gone through many various iterations where he's a human that's been possessed by an intelligence or it's a more of a cyborg kind of situation to just a straight up you know ai robot kind of straight character. up death machine which is what this one pretty oh, much this is. Oh, this yeah. is absolutely. Yeah, totally a, a Terminator. Um, so then, uh, uh, so we got the ship that 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 shows up, and Luther just kind of offers him like, uh, you know, and I like this too because you know when, when we were talking like Batman, the animated series is all about tapes, all about tapes. <laughs> tapes. This it's time we tape. have. We actually have a disc. We actually have a laser. A CD. A CD wrong. It was that he actually hands Brainiac. That's just like, hey, here you go. This is what you have to know about humanity. And then, of course, you know, Luthor kind of just being like, you know, because Brainiac is like, do you answer for the human race? And he's just like, I forgot exactly what he says. I forgot the line, but he gives that a snarky Lex Luthor line. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. He's like, do yeah. you speak? Do you speak? And I think it was more like, well, in this situation, I do. Yeah, there was yeah. something to that effect. Yeah. And then uh, so then, of course, he just zaps back up to his ship and then he sends down a chair for Luther to sit in. OK, I got just because I'm a DC fan. I got yeah. like weird, like Mobius chair vibes. Like I was thinking, of, you know, like new gods and stuff. I, yeah. I don't even I don't know if that was intentional or not. But anytime I see a floating chair in the DC universe, I I think of yeah, I think of the Mobi Metron and the Mobius chair. Yeah, I mean they could have been thrown back to that. I wouldn't be surprised because why not? So then, like nerds like us, will be talking about it. You know, thirty years later, <laughs> be like, hey, maybe was there something there? Um, and then uh, he says, uh, uh, well, yeah, when he's talking about this and exchanging i like how he's just like he brings up like the fact that it's uh or like um i forgot why i wrote this line damn it because i watched the episode yesterday but he talks about free and enterprise okay okay so this is yes. what you're what okay what you're talking about though is that you skipped ahead a little bit because I did. because superman oh yeah gets contacted by you know basically like the pentagon they bring in luther that's right and and yeah. and yeah. the 
and that you know almost like the security council is almost like have you heard of national security and, and luther's response is have you heard of free enterprise that's what it was I, because yeah, he's talking about how luther corp satellites intercepted the transmission i made basically it's like my tech my stuff made this meeting possible yeah so I get to benefit firsthand from any information or technology that Brainiac is willing to share. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking he was saying it with the first exchange, but no, we actually didn't. We cut to Superman in the spacesuit, which we saw in a uh, um, little piece from home, right? Uh, no, feeding time. Feeding time. Yeah. The parasite feeding time episode. because it was in the background when he yes. was testing the anti kryptonite suit. But yeah. yeah. Because we, we get to see the fact that. This was this was an intentional design choice by the creators that Superman's rocket was going to be an actual, you know, spaceship. It wasn't going to be like a little pod for a baby because they wanted it, the, the ship to be able for him to use like as an adult. Because once again, we have this depowered Superman. He can't just go flying out into the vacuum of space like he actually needs, uh, you know, a spacesuit. Yeah, he can be up there for so. I mean, he could, he could obviously go to space, but he can't like be out there for. You know, he can't go to deep space and be out there forever. Yeah, yeah, because even in, in the post-crisis Superman comics, he could fly in the vacuum of space without a pressurized suit, but he did have to wear uh, an oxygen mask so that he could he could breathe so they just decided no we'll give him a full-blown astronaut suit he, you know he's testing his ship because once again didn't crash it landed exactly. so so they can use it now so yeah it, it, it's like these little it's these little pieces that are being you know placed in the series it's like hey here's his space suit hey he can fly his rocket ship and the hyperdrive works and all these yeah. little details that are going to play later on in the series. And it's cool that he's, you know, testing out and seeing how far he can go. Um, but then, of course, he has to head back because, you know, shit's going down. Shit's going down. And then, yeah, this is where we get to that that spot where, yeah, you're basically and I like how Superman's like standing there. You got like the, the circular room where everybody's talking and, of course, talking to Luthor. And this is where he says that that exchange right there talking about free enterprise. And then, you know, Luthor is just all about, hey, you know, Brainiac has crazy technology and knowledge. Of course, we want to freaking contact and and get as much as we can from him and then even tests out technology on one of the main dudes where he just kind of zaps him up into the air. Of course, Superman, you know, helps out with that. But I mean, it's just again, it's showing it's showing that Lex does not give a shit. He's like, you know what, guys, I'm doing my thing. And look what I already look what I can already do right now. Boop. And just you're levitating now. Look at that. And it's interesting that he makes the point that Brainiac's like one request was he wanted to meet Superman. Because once again, yeah. it sets up this cool dynamic that Brainiac knows that Superman is Kal-El. So, uh, Superman has no idea no. who Brainiac is. No. And, and I love the fact that this that this episode is almost like a mystery for him to figure that out because the remember the only contact he's had with Krypton and his parents is that one little message he got in Last Son of Krypton Part 2 that was just basically hey you're an alien you'll have powers you know do the right thing. 
but yeah, but he doesn't know. And uh, yeah, that's what's cool about this too, is that, uh, um, yeah, like you said, that Clark or Superman just, he wants, of course, he's starved for knowledge about who he is and he's going to get more knowledge here. And, you know, knowledge that he's like, oh boy, you know, when he finally figures all that out. But no, that's, that's it is cool that, that Brainiac would 100% is like, no, I got to meet him. And Superman doesn't know what he, to expect when it comes to this. And um, even when he goes into the ship, uh, when he enters the ship and flies to the ship, which is really cool. I don't know. I just like it when he's like flying into the uh, into Brainiac's ship. And it's just you can feel like the coldness of it a little bit just with the the, the, the background noise as he's mm-hmm. doing that. And then, of course, he sees like Kryptonian uh, lettering on uh on something and he's like whoa it's kryptonian and then of course naturally what happens well you know we got brainiac's robots is gonna start attacking because why not we gotta have some action that happens here you gotta test them we gotta test them right because brainiac being the analytical machine that he is he realizes that kryptonians will have powers on earth but he doesn't uh, and, and he only knows it because luther told him you know, I wondered, I, here was a question I had. I want to ask okay. you this one, Dave. You know, would Brainiac know already know about the effects of yellow radiation on Kryptonians on Earth? Or is he basing this entirely on Luther tells him the stories about what Superman can do? Brainiac then goes, well, that's interesting. I need to know to what degree these powers are. Huh. That is a very good question because it could go both ways. And I mean, obviously Jorel knew, but if he kept it off the where Brainiac had no access to what he was doing, which I don't think he did, maybe he wouldn't know. I don't know. That is a very good question. He might just be going by, you know, okay, asking Luthor about Superman, but there's a chance that he might. I don't know. That's that's a very good question. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not like it's important. It's more just no. kind of like one of those nerd like discussion points. Of, a question to ask. Yeah, because because you, you look at what Brainiac says in this episode uh-huh. and you try to pick up at any point. Does he necessarily lie or does he just omit like? Hmm. Yeah, because he he deceives people by not telling them everything. But, you know. At what point, at any point in the episode, does he ever actually, like, tell a lie straight to somebody's face? True. I mean, being an AI, yeah, he's probably just omitting and just, yeah, deceiving, of course, but not, like, not doing what Luthor does. Oh, exactly. Not doing the Luthor. But, yeah, of course, we have Superman fighting these these Brainiac drones or robots. And, uh, you know, of course... Superman's taking him out. And who I love how he says, like, who else wants a piece? And then, of course, Brainiac comes in and then talking about, like, uh, in and basically let him know about Krypton. And then that's where we get the line, you know, you know about Krypton? And he goes, I am Krypton. And I was like, ooh, that sends chills down your back. You know, and, and it's so interesting that the dynamic they've set up since Last Son of Krypton with the relationship you know when they changed brainiac's origin to make him a kryptonian ai and then the fact that jor-el and uh brainiac were the basically were these nemesis you know from krypton i like how the animated series uh surplants the i would almost say like the cinematic relationship we're so used to seeing between like jor-el and zod 
Uh-huh. And then the relationship that Zod and Superman end up having when they finally meet. I like how the animated series gives that connection and that relationship to Brainiac. Yeah. Because, you know, the the way that that Brainiac represents like this last last remnant because he has all this information and all this data. He, 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 you know, in that I am Krypton, like I, I, I am the bearer of, I, I'm the, how, the torch bearer basically of everything that mm-hmm. Krypton was. Yeah. And I feel like that's a relationship that generally you see given to Zod in movies. And I think it's called cool. the animated series gave it to Brainiac. No, that is cool. And then of course we get to that room with all the orbs, the orbs of knowledge. Though that's interesting to me because when you know about Brainiac, uh, in the animated series, you've got these orbs that are basically like these, like you know, memory sticks and you know, yeah. these, 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 USB, these USB drives. You know, yeah. I and I feel like because they went this different interpretation with Brainiac, you know, in the comics, you know, you normally see the well, you just, cities. Yeah. yeah, the bo- the bottle cities, yeah, the bottle cities, Candor and all that, yeah, and all that, you know, Argo yeah. and, and yeah, Argo yeah. City and Candor and all of that. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that will be they they've changed him that because he's just about the information. It's not about collecting actual samples of the civilizations that he destroys. So these orbs are the animated universes like interpretation of the bottle cities that's what i was feeling like too during the like we're re-watching this scene i'm like yeah they decided to go this route because this brainiac yeah because he's full-on ai and you know like you said the different interpretations that they've had and i think it works it works when it comes to this too and i love that and i love the fact that when superman touches you know the krypton orb he gets to see he gets to see what happens like it's it's kind of like like when he had that little box that beams to his head he starts to see things so i do like the fact that like he starts seeing like what exactly like was going on and you know obviously there's the the different planets and everything but uh yeah it's just that he sees his father of course naturally and then i like it when when uh brainiac starts to make try to make a deal with superman like hey you know i'll offer you the universe we could we could be the twin sons of Krypton, I like how I like that line. The twin sons of Krypton. I like, but and and he's also tempting him with the one thing he wants, which is because Superman once again knows nothing about where he came from yes. at all. He he, you know, you don't have a Jor El AI giving him a download about Krypton in this version of the story. So really. If he wants information, Brainiac is his only source. This orb is literally all he's got left. Uh And so I love the idea of, you know, Brainiac's playing Superman with the one thing he knows he actually desperately wants. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. refuse. Pretty much, man. That's what he's doing. And, and, you know, Superman at first, like when he's, I love it how, um, we get back to uh, we get back to uh, uh, Clark's apartment, and not to mention, I mean, Jesus Christ, what do we see? Like his TV is on the wall. This is yes. nineteen what six, right? Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Yes. Yeah, 
and his TV's on the wall. Now, granted, it doesn't look like a flat screen. It has that little like, you know, that rim around it where it almost looks like it's just the TV's just built into the wall. But it was just kind of funny. I was like, oh, wow. Like, look at like back then, like they were already, you know, people were already thinking about like TVs like up on the wall like that. Again, this is Metropolis, a little more futuristic. Well, I, and, and interesting, interesting little point. Uh, okay. That's that idea of TVs on walls has actually mm-hmm. in, uh, existed in like print science fiction since at least like the yeah. 1950s. Yeah, there's been, yeah, probably scattered, but I just, yeah, I, I pointed that out. I put like TV on the wall, look at that. And this is where you get your line that you said uh maniac for brainiac yeah angela chin on the yeah. on the tv yeah i was like yeah that sounds like something a news reporter you know exactly, uh, exactly. A, a news anchor would say yeah trying absolutely. to make light of like this uh you know this this dude that's coming down this alien um which is pretty cool and then of course we get like a nightmare from clark and it's you know it's pretty intense it's a pretty intense dream obviously he's just like flying floating in space he sees his dad again and uh yeah, I mean, this is where like Clark's just like going like, wait a minute, there's just something, there's well, something I, not right. Well, I think because he held onto the orb, obviously there was some sort of information transfer, mm-hmm. and it took his subconscious to be yeah. able to access, you know, whatever information, you know, he. I don't think Brainiac intended for him to no. get that information because it shows Krypton blowing up. Yes. And he didn't want him to see that. He wanted to just him to see Krypton, see his parents, and see like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But you know, when it came to his subconscious, it got stored in there where he sees what happened. He sees the um, Jor-El, uh, attack- Jor-El attack, and you're saying, hey, don't trust backstab- him. Yes, the backstabbing of it. You're you're uploading your, you know, you're downloading yourself into the satellite or uploading whatever the heck, you know. Well, they like, say downloading, but it really should have been uploading. It's uploading, yes. I know. I always get. I was like, wait, he does, yeah. But um, yeah, we see all that. So then now Clark is like, okay. Now Superman's like, okay, yeah, we're not, we should not be uh, doing this. So I got to go. Guess what I got to do? I got to warn Lex Luthor about this, about this guy. And you know, Lex, being Lex. He does, you know, he doesn't, he even says he doesn't fully like trust anyone. So he always has like his, uh, a continue, uh, uh, what do you call it? Contingency. Yeah. I was like continuation. That's not it. Contingency plan, which he does. He has a bunch of missiles that are aimed at the ship. And then you just kind of go like, is that going to really do anything? Huh, I had that same thought. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I, was like, I wasn't the I was only like, one. I don't know. It's like, you know, this is like this dude's like, okay, well, I mean, you got to have something, I guess. Right. But I would thought right. like maybe have some laser things that are whatever, but you know, you're Lex Luthor for shit's sake. But so, <laughs> you know, it's like you have access to like some really cool shit, but I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fuck ton of explosives. So I guess, I guess it'll work. And of course they're going to be, Brainiac's going to connect to Luthor's system to just kind of like start loading up into it and just kind of getting access to a lot of things, which, of course, that doesn't sound great. Well, and I also love this little this little plot point in this episode pays off so many times, not only in in Superman, the animated series, but (laughs) in the DC animated universe. Like there are so many episodes and plot points that happen throughout the entire animated universe <laughs> this. that all goes back to this yeah. episode Fucking Luthor. <laughs> i know right because I mean, because when we get towards the end you know even though like things go well there's a little bit left over we get another stinger we, <laughs> yes. we 
again we get, we get our little stinger now yeah. but interesting the stinger actually isn't what ends the episode so that, yeah, that was true. interesting but yeah it's just it's such a cool like this one little bit in this one little episode and man, they mined that for literally years <laughs> to come. Yeah, they definitely do. So obviously, you know, everything starts going haywire. I love how there's like a dude that has like sunglasses. That's like part of like the crew. He's like wearing sunglasses. Anyways, I don't know. I just, <laughs> that was kind of cool. You know, just some cool, you know, brainiac. Yeah, he's a brainiac in his own reserve. And he's just wearing sunglasses. Anyways, so obviously things are like going wrong and. And uh, and then when it comes to Superman, he goes back up to the ship and he starts touching the other orbs. So we start seeing other planets getting destroyed by Brainiac. So basically it's showing that Brainiac is just going in, getting all the knowledge. This is probably my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a crazy. I mean, the music, Michael McCutcheon's score is playing. And there's that really cool, like, 360 shot of Superman, like, uh, you know, as watching one of the planets get destroyed. And, I, oh, it's such a great moment in the episode. Oh, man, it is. It is. Because it's just coming to the realization, like, oh, yeah, he's here to gather. I mean, he's a he's a he's a locust. He's going to gather what he can consume um all the knowledge and then just wipe you out because hey guess what i don't need you anymore i just want your knowledge i don't care about you you know the the species itself i just want all the knowledge that's what he wants and uh yeah so we see all that yeah it's a great scene and then of course um luthor and his crew are trying to of course they were like hey just like pull the plug but it's like hey we got backup batteries dude it's just gonna <laughs> kick in it's gonna keep going so it's like yeah your contingency is not so not so great not so great and uh and then of course uh i mean obviously that's where luther is just gonna be like all right we'll I'll start firing everything like that but then of course we get uh brainiac just kind of just saying like yeah basically confessing that this is what i do to superman i it's such a great it's like the it's like the ripping off the mask. You know, it, it, it's the it's it, it, it's Brainiac monologuing, basically. But it's but it's like, no, this is who I am. Yeah. And, and whoever has the information, it is more valuable. The fewer people who possess it. And so mm -hmm. his idea, well, <laughs> how much fewer can you get than one? I'm like, <laughs> I'm it. Exactly. So then we start, we get a little Brainiac Superman face off right here, which we're going to jump right in here. We're going to jump a little creepy. I mean, it is creepy. When he something... comes out in that chair. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, that would look. Uh, Krypton does something like that. But I'm Do talking they? about uh, the, 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 like the. The fingers the, and the and yeah, the, the finger and the face coming out and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. but so man, I, could you go full horror movie with this? And I mm -hmm. would think this would go. This would be so cool. Yes, hopefully we'll be getting something live action like this soon. But yeah, we are we're already like in like um you know obviously we see Superman right here being uh being um chair you know I what do you say like not tied up but you know. What like he's being like wrenched like this yeah. is painful looking to me yeah and he's trying he's trying his best so here we go <laughs> but he's pulling back yeah so he doesn't get like twist in half right use that core hey look at that and then he <laughs> It's also an interesting concept about Brainiac, how he's not necessarily like a man. Oh, 
man, robot of action. <laughs> he just sits in his chair. Exactly. And he controls all these other things. And I love this too. And then, and I love how Superman starts punching. He starts punching the. Lamp. Oh, that is such a Fleischer thing, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, punching, punching the ray beam. Exactly. I love that. Four is great. Everything's great. And then just ripping everything apart. The Luthor is like, I'm fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> and then he's yeah, just yeah. like, All right, we got it. We're good. This is the guy with the sunglasses. We've regained control. <laughs> Take Brainiac off. The blinky cursor. Because right? it's, it's MS DOS, apparently. Right? <laughs> hey, it's 1996. And this is yeah, where they shooting the missiles. Hey, you know, now you can do it. Hey, by 1996, we had Windows 96. That's true. That's actually true. You're right. Ah, oh, this is the scene. It's strong. Foolish. Easily forgotten. forgotten. Ultimately forgotten. <laughs> it just gives him a bitch slap. <laughs> And then they have the fingers. fingers. Ah, oh. So creepy. Uh oh. And then it's like, well, yeah, of course he's going to have something like that. Luthor, what do you think? Wiping out all. I mean, that. this is what gets me. It's like, did you really think missiles were going to work against it? No, exactly. This technology. is where we're going back to that. It's like, yeah, we had to have something. There you go. And then I love this. He gives him the Kano <laughs> right in the heart. So cool. And once again, because it's a robot, we can do anything you we want. You can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cheering, kind of Star Wars. Actually. I just wish this episode had like the better animation we've had. Like this is this is like feeding time level animation. I'm really disappointed. Is. Yeah. The orbs. The orbs. I love that. I love that, like, like the obviously that's precious, you know. And Superman just, like, goes in there to grab grip on one real quick. Gets right out of there. Awesome. I am kind of sad to think about all the all the information that is now lost because all those other exactly. orbs got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mushroom. <laughs> Mushroom cloud. Yeah, there's there not going to be any parts to, to recycle from that ship. No, not at all. Not at all. But just a, but an awesome sequence, you know, the showdown. Like you said, the creepy, the creepiness of uh, of uh, Brainiac with like the fingers and all that stuff. And, the fa- but, and, the, and we didn't show that part, but like yeah, the, face, the face, the face coming off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah, face off. But um, yeah. So obviously with the ship is destroyed and Superman um, gets the orb and guess where he puts it. Okay, oh, this is no. <laughs> well, so I... this is the actual. Okay, so before we get the stinger, which is what we were talking about, like the fact that it's like, all right, everything's good, but then we have like this weird code that's still in the system, and like you said, they show the screen, you see like the weird like brainiac, brainiac symbol. So yes. obviously, Brainiac downloaded himself into Luther's yeah. computer network, and you know. Exactly. Well, that will come back later. <laughs> Trust uh-huh. me. But then we get the orb into like, it's not exact. Yeah, it's interesting because it's not quite the Fortress of Solitude. It will it? become yes. the Fortress of Solitude. So we're, we're getting like a lead in because it is a cave. There is a polar bear. He puts it, you know. It, it's in it, it. I don't know if in the animated series, I can't remember if they do it as the Arctic or the Antarctic hmm. because that was another thing because. In the Silver Age and in, uh, you know, Superman 78, uh, the Fortress of Solitude's at the North Pole. 
Yeah. Interesting that with the post-crisis revival, they moved it to the Antarctic instead of the North Pole. And I, I was never really sure why the change. It was actually funny because I felt like, because I grew up reading the John Byrne era. And yeah. so to me, the Fortress of Solitude was always in Antarctica. And so when people would say it's at the North Pole, I'm like, in my brain, I was like, wrong end of the planet. It's on the end. Yeah. He's not Santa other... Claus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, this is one of those things that happens in the animated series because of the time jump between part two and part three of last time of Krypton. Things are just made available that were like, Oh, he must've discovered that at some point during the time <laughs> jump. Yeah. Uh, it won't be the first time this, it, it's the first time, but it won't be the last time this happens. But yeah, there's like this cave in the arctic that you're just like yeah i kind of was like at some point it was funny because like when it happened i'm like okay yeah it's a it's the beginnings of the fortune of solitude but like i mean 22 minutes to fit into but at the same time it's just like all right there was just no no nothing to just we're, we're just here now okay cool fine i mean all Superman fans are going to know exactly kind of where what what that's going to be. I guess right. we're just assuming that. I do. Uh, the cool thing I do like about the uh, the animated series interpretation of the Fortress of Solitude is that instead uh -huh. of there being like this giant door or it being like an actual fortress or it just being a big crystal place that apparently anyone can walk into. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Superman, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um is the fact that that you actually have to dive into like the free like the the the, the below zero water yeah. to like access no humans just, getting in there no, 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 like, human, <laughs> no human not in like a like in a in a wetsuit that's like building with heaters or something are you getting into the fortress through Hell that no. entrance now so is... and it's better than just the big ass key <laughs> that is <laughs> have you seen that in the comics like have i haven't seen that but that sounds funny <laughs> oh no no okay in the silver age okay in the silver age the entrance to the fortress of solitude was this giant ass door <laughs> on the side of a mountain in in the north pole with a gigantic keyhole i'm gonna have to look this up oh no you do you do <laughs> and he has to lift up this big key like this, that's like the size mm. of a skyscraper to <laughs> unlock the door to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, that's hilarious. I you think I, something something is ringing like oh, where I might have seen that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up after this. That's hilarious. Big giant key. But yeah, I, I, I do like what they're doing with this one. But uh, yeah, so we get the stinger first and then we get this where it's kind of like, hey, you know what this is. <laughs> you know what this is. Yeah. yeah so it was it, it's kind of cool. But yeah, you're right. It's like, okay, I knew this. I love it. I knew this place would come in handy. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of like it was a good way to introduce uh, introduce that. But uh, yeah, it's a great episode. Another great episode. Brainiac creepy as all hell um and then of course uh, leaving his code in luther's system so we know yeah yeah again he shall return many times <laughs> many times many a times lot. yes mean, brainiac brainiac and dark side really kind of become like the greatest big bads of like the entire dc animated universe yeah pretty much 
But uh, what do we got? Well, we were going to say next weekend, guys, we actually will not be doing uh, an episode next Sunday because I will be out of town, going out of town, going to Lake Havasu. Family thing that's happening there. And uh, I mean, I will be coming back Sunday, but God knows, you know, you just never know. And I'm, we're we don't want to cut it, it that close. We want to cut it that close. So uh, we're going to go ahead and skip next Sunday, but then we'll be back the following Sunday to talk about the main man part one. Oh boy. Oh boy. We got somebody coming in on a bike, don't we? He's a, he's a bad pastiche. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember the Lobo episode. Uh, two. There's two of them. Part one it's and part a, it's two. It's a two-parter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. We're getting some Lobo action. So, ooh, can't wait for that. That's going to be great. So, yes, not next week, guys, but two Sundays from now, we'll be talking about that episode and talking about, yeah, part one. Gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting to revisit all that again. But I yeah, I remember being fond of the Lobo. I, I'm just so up. fond Lobo of episodes. Brad. I'm just yeah. so fun of Brad right. Garrett's Brad Garrett. uh, yeah. Brad Garrett's performance as Lobo. I, I, he is still like my my favorite Lobo. Yeah, That's, yeah, I can see that. All right, well, go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, send us off then. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. There we go. All right, guys. We uh, we love you. Uh, when it comes to Film Junkie Live tomorrow, I'm um, seeing Mission Impossible, so I'm trying to, I'm either going to push it to Tuesday or I'm going to push it earlier, depending on what the news flow is like, because it's been kind of, it's been a slightly slow lately, but there, of course, is stuff to talk about. So I'll let you guys know about that. But yeah, smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Thank you for spending some time with us talking some Superman and Brainiac, you bunch of Brainiacs out there. All right, guys, we love you. Talk to you later.